Hey guys, welcome back. It's Alina. And it's Kat. And we're back for episode four, and we're covering irrational fears. Before we start, we're not therapists or specialized in any mental health areas, just a little research, and we're delivering this information to you guys. A fear becomes phobia when it's excessive, irrational, or impacts your day-to-day life. Many phobias are created as a result of negative experiences and panic attacks related to a subject or situation. Yeah, and the reason we just kind of wanted to give this disclosure is because um, a lot of our friends and whenever like we kind of did our research for this, we asked around and I always thought about it as it just being, oh, a phobia is just something you're scared of, you know? But the further I dug like or researched into the actual description or like definition of a phobia, the more and more I actually found out that, hey it's actually deeper than just a fear of something like it it can actually affect your day-to-day and that's how I realized I don't really think I have a phobia it's just I'm just overly scared but I don't think it's crossed the phobia line I definitely have phobias (laughs) (laughs) you're like I definitely have some I feel like um it is a very much irrational fear for me because it Mm -hmm. does prevent me from like doing shit like yeah some of the things that we're going to talk about further on in the episode, mm-hmm. um, it does prevent me from like living a normal and stable life. Like of it course, comes yeah. with my mental that bad. You know, and and I guess, I guess I do, or I don't know if, like I said, I don't really know if it's a phobia or not. I'm just scared of it. But we're going to go into basically like this fear that I had that you and Sam helped me get over, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, kind of yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that kind of, um, it, it was, it did impact my life, you know, because it's like, some, yeah. I didn't have a change in my room for like the longest, you know, but do you want to get started? Yes, let's get started. All right, so after asking uh, two of my different friend groups and, you know, just people in general, um, we kind of just found commonality like between the phobias that we're gonna cover today um and a lot of these people actually like went into depth as to why they're afraid of this so um i'm also going to try to share like their personal experiences i didn't really put them like in our little google doc you know because it was just a text message (laughs) it's fine you know but it's like you know some of them were actually kind of funny, not not finding humor in their torment, you know, but it's like, I, I don't know, I just thought it was pretty neat, or not neat, but like, interesting how different people fear different things, and it's just, you kind of do realize, and you're like, oh, that's why they're like this, or like, oh, that's why, you know, they do things a specific way. Yeah, alright, so the first fear that we're going to get into is fear of heights. Um, so... I guess like a little more on like the fact side uh it's when it actually is a phobia it's called acrophobia it stems from our natural fear of falling and being injured or dwelling on the pain that might be inflicted from the fall like if you were to fall from like a high place or you know like a bridge or whatever (laughs) define high too define high define high so um I guess there were symptoms to it, you know? I didn't really think about the symptoms uh, before I did my research, but some that I found were like shaking, sweating, feeling terrified or paralyzed, 
uh, crying, yelling, headaches or dizziness when off of the off of the floor. Um, a lot of these, as someone who like has anxiety, a lot of these stem just from being anxious for a situation. And the way I found out, like, I had anxiety, I, I was having actual physical, like, effects on me, on, like, on my body. Like, I literally passed out at school. Like, I, I, I didn't know why. And it was all because, like, this group of people were, like, like, messing around with my mental so much that it's, like, they actually took a physical toll on me to where I was so overwhelmed with my emotions that I was having a physical change to it, you know? And I never, I never knew that was possible until, you know, I go and they don't find anything wrong with me. And then the doctor's finally like, hey, so you have anxiety. You're going to have to go get checked for like by, you know, psychiatrist, I think. And, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is different. This is, this is not what I expected to hear today. But the fear of heights, to me, I don't think I have that. Um, simply because like I I don't like I said I don't remember it personally impacting me like on a day to day basis but one thing I do hate is the feeling of when you're coming down from the roller coaster oh, you the know pit, the pit in your stomach that kind of goes up yes. to your esophagus oh <laughs> it chokes you to the T to the T yes. like yeah, yeah. yeah like to me I I hate that feeling but it's not that I don't like roller coasters you know it's just that that feeling specifically there I, I'm just like ugh like I, I don't know what, yeah, what do you think my, about this my fear of heights is bad like super bad I'll give you three types of like experiences that were totally different mm-hmm. um, when I first started dating Carter he took me to like this museum in Dallas mm-hmm that like um has a wall floor and he was like hey let's take a picture inside of here and i was like (laughs) and i was like "Uh, really you want to take one inside right there he's like yeah it's like glass and i was like tapping it with my foot to make sure that it was glass because i just the feeling of looking at something and it being glass and like my mind couldn't process it Mm -hmm. like and i started getting like sweaty (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he was like, Kat, are you okay? And I was like, no. And I started, like, tearing up. And he's like, Kat, we can get off like this. And I'm like, no. Like, I have to do it. Because, like, it's preventing me from, like, doing a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. even the second floor, you know, the second floor is not even that high. But, like, if I look down, I get dizzy. Mm-hmm. So that was the first one. And then the second one is when I started getting really into gaming specifically cod (laughs) and um you know in cod you usually have those big buildings that you have to climb up and like if you want to look down you can look down right yeah so (laughs) there was an occurrence to where we were all playing and uh i climbed up the little ladder and i looked down and i actually got like sick and that's when i realized it was worse than i thought hmm because I was like, if I can get sick through virtual heights, (laughs) how bad is it in real life? And then the third experience is when actually we traveled to Colorado and it was my first time on an airplane. I remember that. 
and it was my first time on an airplane and I remember holding Carter's hand and being super scared because I was like I'm afraid of heights and then he was like do you want to take the window seat and I was like I just told you I'm afraid of heights <laughs> he was like okay so um you're like play with the me middle, again I, t I took the middle seat and as soon as we were like um you know going off the strip yeah <laughs> yes the strip so um as soon as we started going up, I just felt like this pressure in my heart. Like I thought I was gonna die. Mm -hmm. And then like as soon as we hit the, the top, I looked Holy down, shit. and I shit you not, I almost shat myself. Oh my god! <laughs> like the entire airplane ride, I had to go pee, and I didn't get up from my seat because like I felt like I wasn't touching floor, and it just scared me beyond like rational fear. Mm -hmm. so it was hard it was a hard two hours not gonna lie the ride back was a lot easier for me but the ride there was truly horrible like, mm -hmm. especially if it was your first time <laughs> remember not being like I remember just like touching the airplane floor and being like this isn't a floor this is like <laughs> literally nothing this is this the air is floor not, <laughs> I was like this is not gonna stop me from dying if I fall from here <laughs> And you know, remember, like, huh? Like, I had to go pee so bad, and then Carter was like, just get up, like, you can get up. And I was like, if I get up, I feel like I might faint. <laughs> You're like, I can't. I can't. Like, I was literally glued to my seat. Oh, God. <gasps> yeah, That's honestly. Why I know my fear is a little bit irrational, because mm. it, it literally stopped me from doing a bodily function. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, to me, I'm not really afraid of that, because, like, I love traveling, and I the last time, <laughs> the last time I was on a plane, it was, like, a 16-hour a flight, and I slept through the entire thing. I, I had the best time of my life, except on the way back. The way back, I was a little iffy about somebody, thought they were going to steal my passport, you know, it was a whole thing. That's another fear I have people stealing my identity because identity theft is not a joke Jim millions of people suffer from <laughs> 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 so I don't know it's like I said I don't have any personal experiences for it but it's to me it's just that feeling of like coming down from a roller coaster so that's all I have to give on that um actually like while looking through or while researching some of the like the fear of heights mm -hmm. um i found that some people have actually like been able to overcome it and a way of or like one main treatment is cognitive behavioral therapy also known as cbt uh so apparently this therapy helps the patient better respond to the situation and help them regain control of their emotions so it's kind of like for example for whenever uh i got help for like my anxiety uh, they were like, okay, ground yourself, you know, like, what, what keeps you present? Like, what keeps you here? Uh, count, count how many things you have in your room, like, or find, like, specific things like this color. And, you know, like, it, it sounds like little, like, minute things, but it's like, mm -hmm. it, sometimes it helps, you know? So, I mean, if, if I've never had any type of, like, you know, experience with this, but, if anybody has had like this uh, CBT treatment, um, 
let us know like did it actually work for you especially getting <laughs> rid of like for the fear of heights i mean shit we might sign up cat for it you know like <laughs> We start profiting from I our podcast, God, you know. If they tell me to ride an airplane and find grounding in an airplane, I'm gonna be like, "Bitch, I am thirty-one thousand feet above the air. Like, there's no ground." <laughs> I, I ground? cannot see it. I you don't know feel her. It. <laughs> You're like, no, we're not doing that. For the second uh, irrational fear that we're covering, it's fear of rejection. Uh, this is gonna get a little deep. Um, deep in the sense of like uh, what actually is like behind this so most people face this when placed in situations that could lead to rejection uh, but for some the fear is crippling so it can it can actually <laughs> stop you you know again like the fear uh, being afraid of heights or having the actual phobia um, so this fear usually has underlying causes. Primary reason is lack of self-esteem. Happens because you have a low value and or opinion of yourself. You look to others for cues to help you feel better about yourself. Some of the symptoms can include or are anxiety, premeditating an event and talking yourself out of it. Um, just not doing anything at all. Um, not making plans because you already f foresee or the outcome. Honestly... I feel like this one, if any of them, <laughs> touch me the most. And you know how I am. I just premeditate a lot of things. I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have a shitty time. Like, it's going to be horrible. Um, I already know people feel a specific way about me. You know, like, just stuff like that. And as, as long as, like, I try to keep, like, the nonchalant, like, face about it mm -hmm. inside, I have, like, the worst scenario happening. Or, like, the you know... Like, I'm thinking about, like, the worst thing going on. When I think about it, it's like, you're just preparing yourself for what could happen. Because exactly. Because you already know the person. And there's social cues that lead you to believe that that interaction is not going to go the way other people think it's going to go. Exactly. And, and so, s certain actions lead to you thinking that way. Mm -hmm. and, and it's always, I feel like it's always worse with, like, people I already know. Because it's like, if I already know you and I already, like, let's say we argued like the night before and we're going to hang out again. I'm like, ooh, tension's going to kind of be there because like maybe we didn't leave mm -hmm. off on a good, you know, just sometimes yes. it's deeper for like someone that I already know. Whereas I if it's like that. for a brand new person, <laughs> yeah, like I feel really bad and it's like, I I'm, I don't know. I overthink it. I'm already overthinking right now. I'm but it's like, overthinking. I'm like, <laughs> being like, who the fuck am I? Like, yeah. Offended. It, it, unconsciously <laughs> <laughs> you know it, and it's just it's crazy how bad this can actually affect you i mean when i was going or like doing research on it, it they were like oh it can affect like your jobs uh for example your manager asks you to do something and you're like oh well last time i did it i did it wrong so i better do it damn right this time so the person's mm -hmm. actually like they do a poor job because they're like oh you know well I can't do it because they don't yeah, like the way I do it, you know, so y you end up talking yourself out of it. I feel like I definitely have it. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> two for two. Let's go. <laughs> I do believe that it stems from a place of like low self-esteem because I remember when my fear of rejection was at its highest was when I was in middle school and in high school and this, I was just, I had shit self-esteem. Like it has taken me so long to be 
where I am right now and mm-hmm. to have even the little bit of self-esteem that I have right now because it's obviously not where it should be mm-hmm. but it's uh, definitely a lot better than what it was before so yeah and and honestly like when it comes to like self-esteem I feel like there's a lot of factors that go into it mm-hmm. I mean you know sometimes like yeah your significant other if if you have one you know they could be like oh you look great but like you don't feel great you know and a lot of people would say that that's like you're just fishing for compliments but it's really not because when you've been so rooted into just having such a shit self-esteem about yourself because other people were so used to telling you that you were ugly that you were exactly. not worth it and exactly. that you were just shit honestly exactly exactly and at such an impressionable age like middle school or even elementary school like yeah it's not easy yeah. to build a self-esteem when when you were supposed to be building it people tearing we're it down. tearing it down whatever yeah. little self-esteem you had it was being mm-hmm. torn down and i i feel for that you know because it's like as someone who went through that you know my own family did that to mm-hmm. me and um i'm not gonna name drop you know because they did what they did but um I, I just feel like i would never do that to your children and and i hope that I hope that they never do that to their grandkids either, you know, because it's like you're tearing them down. You're literally whatever little uh, thoughts they have about themselves or like, um, you know, whatever little self-esteem they do have, you're tearing it down. Whatever base there is, is not going to be sturdy enough to keep them up for the rest of their life. And it's one of those things that it's like, if it's a weak base, it's going to be torn down. Mm-hmm. Or it can, it can continue to diminish as as life goes by, you know, and I feel like that's that's what a lot of like people uh, undergo. You know, like we have a lot of self esteem issues, body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. as well as yeah. it's common in men and women. You know, it's like a lot of people are like, oh well, um, oh well, this person's like so pretty and stuff like that. But it's like, oh, okay, well, why don't I look like that? Why don't I? look like this is in a specific outfit you know it 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 all just has to do with like little things in life can like make you feel like they don't your your feelings aren't really made like like they're there you know so I, I think that that has a lot to do with it that um that base that you build as a child or like in your formative years that is very important to how you value yourself whenever you're you're older and especially because like when you're when you're a child you're like a little sponge so you take exactly everything yeah. that everyone else is saying everything that everyone else is doing so if you have very shitty parents mm-hmm. you're most likely gonna be a shitty kid or maybe you <laughs> won't be a shitty kid yeah maybe you, you learn from your from yeah, your parents you'll learn you know? from your parents but it's very unlikely so yeah. um that kid with shitty parents is gonna go on and tell some kid, oh, well, you're ugly. Oh, well, you know, you wear glasses, so you're not as pretty. Oh, well, mm-hmm. like, look at you, your four eyes. Like, shit like that. Like, yeah. To me, one of those things was braces. Back then, they were, braces were like, oh, you're ugly, you know. Well, when I was in fucking high school, like, I guess like junior year, everybody was fucking getting braces left and right. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's a trend now. I'm like, oh, really? So having shitty teeth? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, but it, it it becomes a lot of like if people are not comfortable with themselves, mm-hmm. they will try yeah. to 
diminish your light. And like, exactly. I've always been told that when I was a little child, like I had a very bright light. So I was very happy. I was very like for meeting people and mm-hmm. just like being the best person that I could be. I knew how it felt to have a person be a shit person to you. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, so you, so you learn from that. You use that yeah, as a learning I, experience. Yeah, I never wanted to be a shit person to someone else because mm-hmm. I understood how that kid up with their mental health, their emotional health, and even their physical health. Of course. Because yeah. a lot of my body dysmorphia came from high school and exactly. just not feeling pretty enough because I was told on middle school that I wasn't pretty. It just makes you feel even more uncomfortable. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people do have that fear of rejection and I'm really glad we went over it because to me I didn't think about it actually having like psychological effects or a psychological background to it I just thought it's like oh I'm just afraid of people saying no to me I guess like some of the ways that you can overcome your fear of rejection is that start validating your feelings um this is also like a personal experience you know so it's like um I remember I think it was like last semester or a couple semesters ago I met some of the best, like, people I could ever ask for, and I'm gonna get a little sappy. So it's like Sam, Alyssa, Zion, Sammy, uh, you. I mean, I've been knowing you for longer, you know. But whenever like we are all together, it's just positivity, you know. Everybody radiates like this positivity, and it's like we all go through it. We all struggle. We all like have like everybody just bring something of their own to the table and one thing I always remember is that whenever uh Sam started working out he was like hey let's make a gym like a gym group like let's all go to the gym let's all get fit you know like let's all do our shit together and we're like you know what Sam let's fucking do it so like literally in the group chat like everybody's like if you check our group chat we're like oh hope everybody's having a great Thursday or like you know shit like that and it's like it's all good vibes for everybody because I feel like we're a friend group that truly values each other's like personal well-being and I think y'all are very well-rounded people for that because not a lot of people do that and one thing that Sam caught me on was that he's like you talk down on yourself a lot He's like, oh, you yeah, need to, you, yeah. I remember, remember when he talked to us and he was like, you need to he stop. He tells me that too. Yeah, yeah. He tells all of us, you know. He's like, uh, you need to start complimenting yourself a little bit more. And I was like, you know what? Okay, that's fine. Because I was a little down in the dumps about like a test I had failed, you know, and stuff like that. And I think this was like two semesters ago. Yeah, for one of my finals. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I had to like retake a class and stuff. And so um, I was feeling really dumb and stuff. And then when I retook the class, I literally passed with flying colors. Like first exam was like uh, 89. Second exam was a 95. Uh, third exam was like fucking great. Like I kept passing and I was like, wait, maybe I wasn't the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, it. of course I put more work into it. I put, I actually applied myself because when I actually apply myself, I, I see the best results. Who would have thought reading a fucking book, you'd learn a subject. Um, <laughs> it's almost like, yeah it's almost like i bought it for a reason and (laughs) and And so and used it you know and and a lot of people don't compliment themselves enough don't give themselves enough like credit for what you do on the day-to-day basis whether it's just getting up out of bed congratulations you fucking did it like 
whether it's putting on something other than like let's say you always wear your hair up oh well I'm gonna wear it down today congratulations you changed something today you, you know like celebrate the little things too because I feel like a little goes a long way and when it comes to like self-positivity or like self-worth and stuff like that I think you need to start counting the small victories and I'm gonna take that for myself as well I'm gonna start taking that advice because I, I have noticed that sometimes I'm like oh I kind of dwell on like things I did wrong but hey that was that was back then you fucked up back then you know in school or whatever today's you're here this is happening now concentrate on doing what you can right now and that's what we need to do so that's where I kind of correlate with validating my feelings um look for look for the learning opportunity and the rejection so it's like let's say a job says no you're like well that's it my life's over I don't have a source of income (laughs) you know I'm broke like stuff like that you know no rejection from job take that as a learning experience like how can I do better what was this job offering that I possibly couldn't meet your new or what were they requiring how can I make myself better presentable you know a step up how can you be better than that you know just little things like that um another thing they recommend for overcoming the fear of rejection is self-discovery learn who you are as a person because the person that you were a year ago I guarantee you you are a completely different person today completely different person yeah exactly as you should be you know and it's like telling yourself you know it's okay to be a different person growth is amazing as long as you're growing in the right direction (laughs) (laughs) you know I'm growing (laughs) backwards um another thing that they do or they cover is self-growth like I said you know it's self-growth is great if you outgrow a few people um it sucks it sucks not growing either old friends or something but sometimes it's for the best um I have to say something about that. I yeah, feel yeah. like a lot of people are like very sad of leaving old friendships behind, but I think I am a firm believer of like if they wanted to stay in their life in your life, they would. And even then, some people are just meant to be chapters in your book, not the entire book. Exactly. So and, and they're more um, a feature in your life yes. rather they're than like actually a, they're like an extra on the show. Mm-hmm. And you're the main character. True, true. Start so, thinking you know. of yourself as the main character. That's yeah. what I started doing not long ago, and that's why I started dancing in my room, <laughs> like Jungkook does in Dynamite. Cause and I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of self growth and self discovery is. I learned it from TikTok, but it's like a lot of people want to be like, everyone wants to be Heather, but it's like. When we were made, a mold was broken. Like, we're all meant to be unique. We're all meant to of be course. different. Like, we're not meant to be the same exact person as someone else. If you find your twin flame or if you find your soulmate, that's amazing. But your life should never want... You should never want to be like someone else. Of course. Because yeah. you yourself are unique and you were brought into this world because you're special. Of course, yeah. And I feel like a lot of people lose sight of that. And everyone has so much worth and so much, you know, like, 
Like it's it's crazy what different people bring to the table. Yes, it's it's yeah. like a fucking potluck. Of course, yeah. It's like seasoning. You know, like you never want to use the same seasoning to all your food, so you want to nope. use different seasoning. Spice that shit up, play. Don't just add salt and pepper. That gets boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't add pepper. You know, like add something different. You are so special and so worth it. And add some lemon pepper seasoning today. Yes, like. Everyone is so unique in their own way, and I think we all lose sight of how much we're worth. We do because we're trying so hard to fit into a society that just exactly wants to keep us in a little box. But it's like we were never meant to or be like boxes. fit or like fit into like a timeline that's like everybody's just kind yes. of like already made. So I I like, feel like that because it's like for me it's like oh I'm 24 I'm still in school and like I'm like oh well my husband graduated at this time oh well. Uh, my friends graduate at this time, you know, but it's like, I've met other people that it's like a little bit much uh, older than I am and they're still in school and I'm like, I actually don't feel that bad, you know, but I, I'm just like, hey, everybody at their own time. You're yes. on your own time. They're on their own time. They were on their own time. That's it. You know, uh, against the notion that this is a race, this is not a race. It's not. This is like you're taking a walk down a very scenic place and you're trying to smell flowers. True. So, look out for <laughs> bugs. <laughs> so, smell yeah. flowers, bitches. Because <laughs> you are worth it. You are incredibly valuable to this world. Mm. And yeah. you are unique. And we should learn to promote self-worth and self-worth and self-love. And it starts with you. It starts yes. with your individual character. Like my mama once told me, you can never let someone else love you if you don't love yourself. You have to love yourself first. Boom. She said it there in Spanish, it but you know. You but you love know. Love yourself first. <laughs> we translated it for free, so you're welcome. No English in Barreras or anything I hate you. <laughs> no Google translation. No Google translation. You heard it here, folks. For free. <laughs> yeah, so... Another thing is just keeping things in perspective. You know, I think we already went over that. It's just stay grounded. Do kind of just keep going, you know, just keep swimming like Dory said. Um, I think eventually the fear of rejection, it's is definitely something that it's a long term kind of goal, you know, yes. it, it's I feel like you yeah. have to work for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's one of those things that it's like it comes with growth. You know, you, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do this to change my lifestyle and then expect change the next day. I mean, should it be good at the next day? Hooray for you. <laughs> but for others, you if know, you do, it takes time. share the link. <laughs> Drop the link. <laughs> Tell us how you did it. Make Drop the... <laughs> Give us the tutorial then since you know what the you fuck you what doing. doing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, continuing with like the fears, um, what... The third one we're going to tap into is fear of drowning. <laughs> I don't personally suffer from this one because I know how to swim. I'm a strong swimmer. Oh, okay. That's... My, <laughs> husband's, <laughs> my husband's laughing. He's like... <laughs> I know how to dog paddle and that will get me somewhere, okay? It might not cat, get me cat, to the ocean. Cat, 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 what, cat. What, what, what? Answer me this. Yes. If I throw you in an ocean... Can you I swim? Will not survive. Then you can't swim. Then you can't swim. That, that's that. That's no, that. Ma'am. Anywho, all and right. That's why you will never catch me in the ocean. <laughs> all right. So, um, 
So that actual phobia for drowning, it's called aquaphobia. So it's the fear of any source of water. So this has to do with any sort of like water, but I guess in large (laughs) amounts, Uh, pools, lakes, oceans. Some people even have it to the extreme of bathtubs. Um, They think that this fear stems back to childhood or adolescence. So (laughs) for example, I watched F is for Family and Kevin, Almost drowned as a baby. Every time he gets close to a pool, a he's moto like, pool, he's like, and he runs away. <laughs> and he never knows why. Either. He never knows why. But now he starts. I, I mean, I'm not gonna tell y'all because y'all watch the show. But like, he eventually overcomes watch it. I it, guess. Though. Watch it. Watch it. It's really that is a great show. I I watched it as a joke, and I ended up finishing it all and now I really want to keep watching it but there's no more yeah um I don't personally relate to this one but I'm gonna let Kat kind of kind of go I know my fear of drowning isn't too bad because I can get into bathtubs and lakes and oceans like I'm still able to get into water but I do in the back of my mind always think about the many ways that I could drown or what could pull me (laughs) under that water and that is scary uh-huh. But mainly why I started hating the water was because when I was around like 10, 11, we went to the beach and um, oh, the, the beach, waves beach. were incredibly higher than they were the previous times, right? <laughs> but me being a little girl, I was like, I don't care. I'm independent. I can do this, right? I'm a bad I bitch. You can't kill me. Do this. So I was, I was told that if you stood to the side when a wave came by it wouldn't um take you with it no fucking way <laughs> whoever said that is a fucking liar you heard it here first because it took me <laughs> oh gosh and i you know fell back of and course. started drowning oh no i saw the light god spoke to me <laughs> <laughs> i was dead <laughs> i hate her I was underwater for maybe like two, three minutes, but I felt like I was, I was done. I was like, "Please don't take me away. I'm done. Take me away. I'll see you later." That was when I was starting to see God, and He was starting to talk to me like, "Come here, child. Come to the realm." Oh When I felt a hand pull my freaking arm, and I like came up from the water surface like I had just been got baptized you know like Mm. yeah and um i looked at my dad and started crying (laughs) from then on my fear of the ocean was just so bad like even now i can't go as deep into the ocean as i used to because Mm -hmm. it's just so like you don't feel comfortable i feel like i'm gonna drown again i feel like Mm. i'm 10 years old again and i'm trying to be brave but Mm. realizing that you can never fuck with mother nature yeah (laughs) <laughs> There's always and something that. bigger and badder than you, and the ocean is it. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, fact man. that I drank so much ocean water that day, mm, I threw up. Salty water. Maybe that's why I'm a salty bitch. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe. But yeah, that is my personal experience. That is why I'm okay, incredibly okay. afraid of lakes and oceans. Hey, and it, I mean, it's right to the T. Some I mean, one of the things found was that the fear stems from childhood or <laughs> adolescence, and there we go. But yeah, 
So don't ever take me to a lake and be like, cat, it's nothing. No, because I'm going to think of how many ways I could possibly fall into the water and die. You're like, no, it is something. <laughs> it is something. <laughs> um, I learned how to swim by Juanita's mom just throwing me in the water. Uh, that could have gone one or two of two ways, but <laughs> I learned how to swim and that's that. All right. The next fear that we're going to cover is the... I think I slightly have this. This one's the fear of darkness. Um, so when it actually does become a phobia, uh, it's called nyctophobia, and it's extreme fear of night or darkness that can cause intense symptoms of anxiety and depression. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm afraid of the dark, and I'm also afraid of windows at night. And out of the house, we have a lot of windows. I'm afraid. Um, when I was gonna rearrange my bedroom back, like where I go to college, um, Sam and Kat suggested that I'd move my bed close to a window. I literally tried to create a plan to where it was away from the window. That's how bad it was for me. But mine stems because I'm afraid someone's gonna, like, you know, do some crazy shit to me. Um, but my fear of the dark, it just stems from, like, ghosts and shit you know what I mean it's like you never really know what's out there and it's it's just scary and my husband's always like oh well you don't sleep well or like you have a lot of nightmares things to your podcasts and <laughs> if if you listen to it a lot of the crazy shit happens at night so the other day I heard like a ripping sound and I thought someone was ripping through like the the blind or like the the net ver- part of like the the window what's it called what do you mean? like the, the wire like, the wire of like you know how it's like the wire then it's like the window then it's like you know anywho they were trying to <laughs> i thought someone was like cutting through that to oh get my into God. my room and i was like no fucking way and so i sat there and i even turned on the flash and i put it towards the window and I didn't hear it anymore and I was like okay they stopped and then I hear it again and I was like what the fuck is that so I listened closer and the noise is coming from behind me and I was like no way no. <laughs> so I turn around and I figured out that the noise was coming from my husband so <laughs> yeah <laughs> cause like he, he was like snoring like really lightly and like mm-hmm. the last part of his snore was like the ripping sound that I was hearing <laughs> And here I was thinking, someone's breaking into the house. I'm about to be brutally murdered. Should I go ahead and call 911? Like, should I? I don't know. It's a whole thing I have. But yeah, um, that's my fear of the dark. I'm just afraid of shit that happens in the dark. Um, but yeah. I have definitely not gotten over my fear of the darkness. I will probably never get over it. I'm actively trying to get over it. That's good. But I have a very, very deep-rooted feeling that I will not get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mine stems from the fact that um, I have nightmares even when the light's on. So um, why would I not have nightmares when the light's off? (laughs) Why not? But I think it's mainly because I make up configurations in the dark 
Hmm. Like, I will literally see shit in the dark. Like, I will see something staring back at me. So, to prevent myself from getting even more scared and having even more insomnia like I already do, Mm -hmm. I turn on the light. And it's just a little nightlight. It's not harmful to anyone. Carter has learned to get over it. (laughs) I do sometimes sleep in the darkness, but it's mainly because I slept, like, way earlier than I usually do. Like, if I sleep around 7, I don't turn on my nightlight because I just fall asleep through the entire night. But if I wake up somewhere during the night and I see darkness, I do get scared. Of course. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, that's the one that's going to get me. And I think it really <laughs> stems from, like, being at my cousin's house and just always having this paranormal activity happen in my cousin's house and just always mm-hmm. feeling like someone was watching me and she slept in the darkness it just kind of made me feel like something was always there yeah so a little light ain't never hurt nobody true skill. I still i still sleep well i mean i could sleep better i could have a better sleeping schedule like sam but i don't um, as he so lovingly puts it <laughs> my sleep schedule is better than you yeah anywho uh, (laughs) just you know these are just kind of like four of the main fears that we like found commonality with like everybody that was kind of submitting their stuff um some of the humorous ones were as our friends put it fear of dumbasses fear of flying roaches fear of simping fear of significant other being pregnant fear of women (laughs) <laughs> you fear can come <laughs> fear of men <laughs> so yeah guys um i think that's it for this episode we're trying to keep it short you know just short and sweet short and sweet you know something quick pick up and go um definitely um you know give us feedback uh do you like the audio is it better is it worse uh something you like for us to cover uh kat and i do kind of have like a a list of episodes already planned out but you know we don't mind tinkering uh follow us on our instagram it's a-o-t-a pod on insta and then it's um on twitter it's all of the above p1 so give us a follow um download on spotify follow us give us feedback you know we love to hear it and or shoot us an email you know to all of the above podcast 20 at gmail.com and yeah thank you guys have a great night